we'd like to thank our sponsor, SLC Guitar, for another sweet guitar riff. Welcome to another episode of Build with Breen Homes, where we talk all things construction, business management, and just have a good old time behind the microphone. Mr. Breen! <laughs> Man, what a week it's been. <laughs> it's been a crazy one, hasn't it? <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, man. Question number two. We're going back to it. I love it. First question was about clients and making decisions in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. Second question is clients. What happens when they don't make decisions in a timely manner? Mm. What is obviously you're building the house on a schedule, Right. right? So decisions aren't made. What is the, hey, we got to have a conversation. What's the process and what is the realistic things that happen when they don't make these decisions? Yeah, I mean, dude, I wish I could tell you the process from like a hard-headed contractor that says, this is how we handle it. Got it. I can't. (laughs) Because to be frank, like I've told my staff, like if a client wants to make changes, whether it's a color change, a financial change, at the end, end of the day, like, it's their house. They can do whatever they want. We're right. never going to limit their change orders or their process. Right. That being said, we would love to turn around and be like, no, construction stops. You're delayed 100%. Mm-hmm. We will not have anybody else show up on site because it's frustrating for everyone and we don't get work done. Right. Right. But, no, I can't ever pull that. So, I, I think I would love to sit here and have this, like, hard-headed attitude of, <laughs> yep, this is how we handle this it. This is how we, we do tell it. our clients to fly a kite. They can't <laughs> – with those decisions are locked – Right. It's going to cost them $8 million. Um, but the reality is, and it's funny because my project managers harp on me probably harder than anybody. I'm typically the salesman with the client that says, yeah, yeah, we can make, absolutely, we can make that change. And I come back in, I'm like, guys, we need, I need you to get bids on this. And I got to have you get a sound. Like we start running around like chickens with our heads cut off. Right. Um, the reality to that is it will inevitably delay construction and it will cost them more. Period. For sure. Like, there's no other way to put Hands it. down. Yes. No absolutely. if, ands, yep. buts. Uh-huh. It, it's going to cost yeah, more. And listen, any client listening to me, and when I've told you, like, it's not going to affect us, I lied to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just publicly admitted it. No, but it is. And I've learned that throughout the years of what we do. Um, we've talked about this year adding in a clause that has a, a monthly cost to any delayed job to a client that doesn't have decisions made Mm, because not only does it cost them money, it costs us money for sure. And we've realized this is probably the first, maybe it's the first year we realized it. Maybe it's affected us more in the past, but we haven't realized it. Mm -hmm. Um, We're seeing more and more delay in construction from lack of decisions, um, you know, or just weather this year, winter hit us so hard. It caused delays. And I, you don't realize it until you actually start to get into a flow of, you know, the jobs that are on the table, what's lined up, the cash flow coming in, mm-hmm. that all of a sudden when a job goes from a standard billing to a delay for any reason, mm-hmm. and, and that billing comes to a screeching halt, and suddenly two, three, four months of build process gets added on, how bad that affects you. It loses jobs for you. It doesn't allow you to continue to sell where you need to sell. Right. It doesn't allow the, the profitable jobs to keep going. So it does. It kills you. Right. The resources suddenly get bogged down. Mm-hmm. And then your cost on billing of the job of return trip costs from subcontractors goes increases. Mm-hmm. Your cost of holding costs on a loan increase. 
You know, your utilities on the job, a site toilet, dumpsters, all that start to increase. See, and that's something. I'm so glad how do you, you brought that how up. How do you like, how do you monetize all that and say, this is what it costs you client to not make this yeah. decision? Yeah. And that's where we struggle. A lot of times we go, okay, listen, we recognize that they're going to make a framing change. It's going to stop the critical path of construction. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, we can do the utilities out front and we can start working on the window wells and maybe the retaining wall in back. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of ways, you're kind of just spinning your wheels. Right. Waiting. Yeah. But that's all you're doing is you're spinning your wheels and you Mm -hmm. go, okay, even if I put up a retaining wall, throw on the utilities, that was in a sense, pennies on the dollar of the billable amount that I get to submit. Mm -hmm. Yep. It kills my, my ability to keep other projects rolling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, so it gets really hard. And here's my struggle is the minute I go in and start telling a client, listen, you didn't make a decision. You delayed construction. We're going to charge you. What's fair? Twenty five hundred bucks a month, five grand a month. That's probably fair. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. probably under the cost of what it costs I me was to delay. Say, it's probably under what you are what happens billing. When, yeah. What happens when we or our subcontractors now delay construction? Right. My client's going to come right back and say, OK, now you owe me. Right. Five thousand a month. Right. Absolutely. And we've seen it happen on all ends. Yeah. And so we, we look at it like that's been our discussion. Like, how is there a right way to say, hey, costs are going to increase mm-hmm. and we're going to bill X? You know, so we have we truly have not found an answer to that yet. Um, we have started billing for pre-construction services when a lot of times early on we were kind of just doing what we might call due diligence for free. Yeah. And now we're kind of getting into like, no, pre-construction, if you start designing a home. And it takes you eight months to get into the process of construction. Uh, you know, we're now charging a monthly fee for that, so to speak. Uh, whereas in the past, we just say, oh, we'll just wait till it happens. You know, so right. that's obviously a little different than making decisions. Um, so getting us back on track here. A little bit. It's it's hard. I mean, there is a huge cost with it. And I think to, to tell a client, you know, straight up, um, sure, you can make whatever change decision you want. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how long it's going to delay us and how much it's going to cost you, but it's going to, right? Right. How does that conversation go? Right. But in pre-construction, are you discussing change orders and the decision delays, um, issues with, let's say one of the, one of your trades has an issue and they're delaying the project. Do you go over these possible scenarios and you're discussing Yeah, it? I mean, not not to a depth that we probably should, but okay. I do feel like to go over that, let's say we highlight that. Okay. I also feel like that's getting to a level of detail. We have to highlight a whole lot more. To get into that level of detail early on in pre-con, we do tell clients that you know there will be delays in construction. There will be days things won't happen on the job site due to scheduling errors or due to conflicts, um, we tell them that, you know, construction can be very stressful. Yeah. You know, it's it's a year to two years, maybe even three years, where we're going to get to know each other on a daily basis. Right. Uh, and you're going to go through, you know, the ups and downs of a relationship, the pros and the cons, all the above, you know. So, like, and that's about as much as I hit on. I don't get in a whole lot more detail than that. Right. We do talk a little bit about changes. If you want to make changes, don't apologize to us for wanting to spend your money. Right. At the end of that, I don't ever want a client coming to us and be like, I know, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. It just, I mean, is it okay if I upgrade my client's package? Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. You're spending your money. Sure. I want you to know where you're spending money on your house. Right. right? I tell people that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so for that point, um, I, I don't, I, could we go into more detail on that? Maybe 
do I think it would validate when it comes to that moment in time that it happens? No, I really don't. I mean, we're sitting there signing contracts. Everyone's happy. They're mm -hmm. so stoked to get moving on a construction project. It's been a long process of designing it. We finally got a permit. We're on. I mean, it's all right. rainbows and roses at that point, right? Right. right. You That's know, the same like, oh, and by the way, when the full you honeymoon change, stage. Yeah. oh, we're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. We know exactly what we want. You mm -hmm. know, and we've selected everything. Right. We want white tile. Okay, what white is, what tile is which, that? Which white are we talking <laughs> about here? <laughs> we want we want marble countertops. Awesome. Have you picked your slab? Right. You know, um, so again, back to that point is like, no, it's just one of those things that you almost have to address when you come. Now, what a good contractor can do is make sure we're hitting those as early as we possibly can and explaining those along the way. Right. You know, for example, it's if you can explain to a client that if you want a specialty marble slab, you want a book match lay or something that's very specific on a detail. Okay. We need to have those details selected now. We need to go get a slab reserved. We need to pay for the slab prior to, just so you know, your lender's probably not going to release that money for us to pay for a slab. So that's going to be out of pocket expense. Mm -hmm. So for a good contractor to understand that process and catch it early on is huge, right? You know, so it is, it's staying involved along the way. And saying, listen, client, if we know that your entry is a primary focus and you want an amazing light fixture there and you want it custom designed and you have an idea of the glass you want it to be a part of, we need to start working on that eight months in advance. Right. Got it. Um, you know, it is funny. I'll, I will oftentimes sit down with a client uh, as we're doing an early on kind of interview session and say, you know, specifically separately to the husband and wife, what are you a snob or a brat about? And they're like, ah, right. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. We have this long conversation. And oftentimes they'll say, no, everyone is. I'll tell you exactly what I'm a brat about. You know, like, right. And then we start to get it. I said, do you cook a lot? Do you entertain? Do you care more? We're at the serenity of your master bedroom. Mm -hmm. Do you spend a lot of time in your bathroom? Do you care about your closet? Are you a garage junkie? Do you right. need your tools and equipment? Is it for toys? Is it for your cars? What is it? Right. And normally once you start to get there, they're like, yeah, well, we have a dog. And they're like our children. Oh, okay. So you start to, if you ask some of those right questions, you can start to say, okay, let's get that design in place because that's going to start to evolve around the rest of the house. Mm. You know, even if it's a pet, if it's kids, it's, if it's activities, entertainment, right. you can right. usually start to pinpoint that. And then you can focus in on, okay, what do we need to design right now? Because that entry with the stairwell and the light fixture may be the main focus of your house, okay. which means we got to figure out the, the design of your front door your stairwell, your light fixtures, which falls into your floors, it falls into your, your railings, mm -hmm. your hardware, that color, and then it starts to waterfall, right? You know, so Jeez. it is maybe asking the right questions up front. Right. Um, the last thing I'll throw in, or the caveat that I'll throw in here too is, and this may be a, a better kind of, I don't know, let's call it a red flag for clients. You're, if, if you're going through the process of a custom home, it may take you two years from start to finish. Total. Yeah. You know, okay. from like less design plans to finish. And it could be longer than that. But let's say average is two years. Okay. If it takes you two years, there's a good chance uh, some styles might change in the mm. mix of that. Yeah. There's a really good chance you're going to end up at some sort of industry showcase, mm. whether it's a parade of homes, a home show, um, touring a really cool house, going on vacation to a friend's house, something that showcases another home. Mm -hmm. And you're going to come home and go, we need that in our house. Yeah. Yeah. And at that one decision is going to spiral a whole bunch of stuff that's not worth it. Yep. So you kind of have to trust your gut instinct from the get-go 
when you do or your designer helps you put together the right package to say these colors work and they flow well, I can promise you if you go in and you say, okay, we painted the house. It's like one of the first color things that goes on, right? Mm -hmm. Like you get drywall in the house. You're finally done with rough construction. Your black windows are in and we paint it and your white puts off a little bit of a green Mm -hmm. or a blue and you go, don't like it. We got to change it. I can guarantee that one change is going to cause problems in the rest of your house. Suddenly your countertops are going to be different colors. The tile's not going to quite match up. The stain color is going to be a little too brown or a little too black. You know, so honestly, I constantly go back to clients of like, listen, if it goes on and you freak out or you saw something you like, don't change it. It's going to snowball your whole house, you know, and it does. Just leave it as is. Yeah, oftentimes it does. Do you feel that um, clients... As you as you sit down, have these conversations with them and start working with them, do you feel that after the job is started, they have no idea on how not making those decisions affects the rest of the job? No, man, I, I really don't think they have any clue. And and to be frank, I think that uh, in a lot of ways, we don't even have a clue. Like it, it could be... It, it, there's so many things that can cause those decisions can have cause and effect of like what does happen. Right. 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 You know, and none of us would have said with the slowdown of COVID and everything else that was going on, that suddenly we're going to have these huge delays in like appliances, you know? So for a client to not pick appliances right off the bat, and then all of a sudden, you know, COVID hits and all these production and manufacturing plants slow way down. We can't mm-hmm. get these materials. And all of a sudden we're sitting here waiting on appliances to close out. No, no one can guess that. Absolutely. Right. And it's it's not it's not fair just to like, man, COVID bro excuse. Mm-hmm. That happens all the time. I mean, light pictures is a great example. All the clients pick out light pictures and then we're going, ah, eh, we don't really need them. Why would we order thirty thousand dollars worth of light pictures and stuff shove them in storage? Right. And then all of a sudden we go to order them five, six, seven, eight months down the road and we can't get them anymore. Yeah. Discontinued. Screwed. Happens with tile, happens yeah. with marble subs. So that's the catch 22. I'd make my clients go through and pick everything before the job. Am I willing to order it, logistically store it, move it around, not have it get damaged mm-hmm. to install it in house eight months down the road? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we do play that game a little bit where we go, okay, you know, oftentimes what will happen is we'll get our clients to get the selections in place. We'll reach out to our suppliers and say, hey, our clients have selected these. Do you want to bring them in and store them? Or should we wait to order them? Mm-hmm. Or do we need to store them? And we're starting to logistically kind of have that discussion as early as we can. Right. Um, we're, you know, again, clients, if you're listening, I'm, I'm not going to say I lied to you this time. I didn't lie to you. <laughs> uh, but we are trying to fool you in certain ways uh, where right now we are ordering everything as fast as we can. Right. And we're storing it and paying fees to store it. And yes, client, you are paying those fees to store it. It's part of your job. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the brutal, honest truth behind it. Um, there's twofold to that. Number one, we saw too many delays during COVID. It killed us. Right. Period. Right. I would rather pay the, the fees yeah. than totally. have to reselect yeah. and it just snowball yeah. into a bunch of other decisions. All Number day. two, it's really hard for you to change your mind if you know you've already paid for it. Client. Mm. And yes, yeah. that forces you down the path of not making those changes and sticking with it. Yeah. So the minute we say, is this approved? And we get a signature or that check mark and builder trend that says, yep, you've approved it. Oh. We are doing everything we can to order it, store it, have it prepped for the job. Hmm. And it's not just because we don't want you to make the changes, but 
The minute our electrician comes in and goes, okay, I need to know how to bid this house. And that depends on the light fixtures we're putting in. I mean, you deal with custom light fixtures. You know dang well that a big chandelier could take my electrician two or three days to hang. Days. And four or five guys days. on staff. Yes. To put together. Yep. That's going to cost a lot more than a flush mount they can stick right up. Absolutely. You know, so we are using that a lot more to buy, logistically store. But I, so back to your question, I don't think clients have a clue. A clue. And I think a lot of us contractors, project managers, interior designers, mm -hmm. oftentimes don't really know the impact of it. Mm -hmm. You know, again, I, I take appliances and I know I'm rambling on a little bit here. But most appliances come out with new models every year. Mm -hmm. So if you select them and then eight months later I go to order, most likely that model is either on closeout or not available. And now I'm looking at the new model. Yeah. And it may be a few hundred dollars more. Yeah. You know, so it's I, it it blows my mind sometimes how well or good contractors well they organize. Mm -hmm. Like you legitly have to be a maestro and can I hate saying micromanage, but some cases it's almost micromanaging, especially if you have a lot of staff working yep. with you and trying to make sure everything comes in when it's supposed to. Know, and crazy. then all of a sudden you got a trade that is, oh, let me give you it this way. Client hasn't made the decision. You then have to tell that trade that's ready to go, that slotted your job to install tile mm -hmm. that the client is not ready they're not going to sit on that job site mm -hmm. for three weeks they're going to go do something else they're going to pick something else up so you have no idea when they're going to be able to come back and then move down which causes another totally Ugh. well and think about this real real world example <laughs> oftentimes my project manager justin will say one of my project managers will say to a client listen i can i can stop the plumbers from coming today but just know that I can't get them back on schedule for at least three weeks. Right. right. So if I cancel them today and they don't show back up for three weeks, number one, your plumbers have now been delayed. We're on dead stop for three weeks. Just mm -hmm. be aware of that, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, I've scheduled four people after him. Right. So I have to call all four or five or six or seven or eight or nine of those people and say, can you come four right. weeks later, five weeks later, six weeks later, seven weeks later, eight weeks later? And there's a really good chance one of those guys are going to say, no, I've got to be on a hotel yep. in Ogden for mm -hmm. six weeks after that. Sorry. Yep. And literally, they just say, sorry, we will try to work you in, but you call me when you're ready. Mm -hmm. So then you start saying, why does a project manager seem to schedule by the seat of his pants? Just like, right. why doesn't he just build out his whole schedule to tell the guys, I expect you to show up September 9th? Yep. That's yep. not how Absolutely. it works. Absolutely. You know, it changes so much. They're constantly moving these guys around. Mm -hmm. that we do tell clients, like when you get into construction management software and builder trend and you look at your schedule, you're going to see it move every day. And you may see framers on there starting tomorrow. And then tomorrow they may jump to the next day. And then the next day they might jump to the next week. Wow. It's not because my project manager just isn't calling them or they're not showing up. Mm -hmm. He's most likely juggling 15 different things. So it's a live calendar. Yeah, for sure. You know, So don't don't roll up to the job at 8 a.m. and say, well, last night on the calendar, the plumbers were there. <laughs> and now how come they're not there? You know, something changed. Right. You know, and really like plumbing is a good example. Most of the time when the plumbers come in at the rough end, you know, or even the underground, they need to know the the valves, the faucets, the fixtures, the tubs, the toilets we're doing. Mm -hmm. If it's in wall, if it's a valve in the floor, where the connection is. So I need all those finished things, you know, finished products selected, and most likely we prefer to have them on site so we can measure it to the actual according 
product that we're putting in. Right. So we put it in the right location. If those are off by, let's say, a faucet, an in-ground faucet's off by a half inch to where the tub sits, it's going to be dripping on the edge of the tub. You know, so if I don't have that in at like a rough end stage and we're pouring concrete, mm-hmm. well, now I've got this $1,800 floor faucet and this $3,000 tub that I've got to move into the house to place and get all in perfect position at structure at rough end. Now I got to move it back out to storage so it doesn't get damaged. So then eight months later, come put it back in and still have it be brand new. Wow. You know, so again, you start to do that with everything. Yeah. And yeah, it is a logistical nightmare. Truly, totally. it is. Totally is. You know, to figure out. So, yeah, I mean, that maybe gives a, a slight glimpse into uh, the headaches of when clients don't make decisions, delay making decisions, you know, or make changes on what they are. Mm-hmm. But truly, and, and I, I mean this truly from the bottom of my heart, that shouldn't stop a client from making the decisions they want. Absolutely. And if they want to make changes, make those changes. Make the change. Just understand. Just understand. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. Just understand. Don't apologize for the extra time that it's going right. to take. Don't apologize for the extra money you're going to spend. Right. When that happens, right. do what you want to do. Yeah. You know, your it is your money. It is your house. Yeah. We want you to love it. Right. And I have zero problem at all halting construction and figuring it out. Don't just yell at us for... Right. Not having it fixed the next day. <laughs> you said that the house is going to be ready by this date and time. Correct. Totally. totally. However. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it is, it's a catch 22. I mean, we, there's so many times I, I say, you know, to my team, you know, a client can make a million different changes, be wrong a hundred times. And then the one time we cause a delay, right. we make the wrong decision. We're paying for it. We're yelled at because of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, it's all the above, but mm-hmm. it's the nature of the beast, you know. Totally. Like it, it just is, and it's gonna it's happen. construction. Yeah, it's, construction. it's gonna happen. It's just yeah. tough. Dang. All right, man. You answered that very well. Good. Very well. Was that a long enough answer? Yeah, that was great. Actually, like, I was. I wasn't sure how to phrase that question, but it just kind of rolled right yeah. in perfectly. I do like that. We just we don't have like pre-discussion of these topics. You just yeah. throw them at me, and I have yeah. to talk. Yeah. You're like, hey, you got 20 minutes, start talking. Ready, go. What's your, I mean, you give me, now that I've taken all of our time. Okay, all right. You give me your, your synopsis, because I think in a lot of ways, you know, you've been in enough different positions that you've experienced that worse than I have. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've really only experienced it from my view, but what's your take on some of those? Honestly, um, <clears throat> I think a lot of it is just the education side of it. Mm-hmm. I think if, I don't think I know that in construction contractors are typically like this is how we move through the process this is what it's going to cost you here's the time frames and then there isn't enough information or education in the real process Mm -hmm. the understanding of if you make this decision and you change this is how it's going to shift the schedule could yeah could shift your schedule if there is something that is a change order here is the process so you are going to say you want this instead of this product i'm going to take this piece of paper that says change order Mm -hmm. i'm going to fill out what you did want and now what the new item is Mm -hmm. the cost of it and i'm going to break it all down so you know exactly how much that's going to cost you how much more that's going to cost you because it is going to cost you more And then you're going to sign this and I'm going to sign this and I'm going to make sure that trade knows that this is the change. We're all going to sign this. Everybody's going to be up front and understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. 
So there's no questions whatsoever. I don't think that is done very well. And again, this is my personal right. insight. It's not done very well at the beginning before mm-hmm. there's even a hole in the ground Yeah, to kind of go through, hey, here's some scenarios that could happen and want you to be aware of if you want to do a change, you can totally do it. I just want you to understand here's what could happen yeah. in that process. Yeah. That's my thoughts on it. <clears throat> it's a good point. We've got um, – I'm going to negate a little bit what you said because I mm-hmm. think from a – from a client's perspective, you're 100% right. That's how it should be treated. Okay. For me to stand there with a client and they say, hold on, we want to make a change. Uh, let's come up with something. Well, we want to add... Uh, change the tile. We're just changing the tile. Okay. We want to change the tile. Okay. Let's just start there. Okay, cool. Change change tile in master bathroom. This is the tile we want to go with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is, is it a different lay? You know, like we, we have to have a quick conversation with the client. This is what it was. This is what it changes to. Now I need to check price on it. So a supplier. Okay. I need to make sure that it's not going to cost any more or less from my installer. Yep. And I can't necessarily just in that moment, hey, okay, quit. Okay. My client wants to go with a 12 by 24 as opposed to a 12 by 12. Right. Can you give me a price right now? Mm-hmm. doesn't work. Right. So right. oftentimes I'm stuck saying, okay, wait, we want to make the change right now, but I still have to get two or three different prices. Mm-hmm. And make sure that that will still work with everything else that it's reflecting in the bathroom, yep. you know, so to speak. Um, and it's not always as easy as just, Kate, this is what it was. This is what you want. Yep. Subcontractor just texted me back and said that'll be an extra $300. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a good chance I'm missing something in there. Right. You know, of what else, what ancillary effects that may have on cost as well. Yep. You know, so tiles may be a little more straightforward, but let's take something as easy as Okay, I want to put in a bidet toilet with a heated toilet seat. Ooh, okay, well, okay. most likely I don't have an outlet there. Yeah. Does that outlet need to be on a dedicated circuit? Well, can't you just pull it off that outlet? No, nah, it's got to be on its own separate dedicated circuit because, of, uh, okay, what yeah. toilet are we going with? Is it Does it have heated? Does it have settings? Now, how does the the the, uh, the mm-hmm. controller mount on the wall? Mm-hmm. You know, so now I might have the effect of two or three or four different things that I didn't think about on there. You know, and I can't just in that moment go, ah, but a toilet. Yep. That's an extra $482. Yep. You know, so it is hard. What we've done in our process system is our project managers enter in just a change order. It's easy on their phone. They jump on their phone. They go into builder trend. They select create new change order. And I've told them, just give me as much information as you can. That's all I want up front. Mm-hmm. If the client says we want to do it, I want you to quote them a range and it can be a wide range. Let's say. You know, honestly, I'm not positive, but just based off past experience, we're guessing one to 5,000 bucks. It's pretty wide range, right? Yeah. But we'll just say it's, I'm not sure, but if you're okay with it and you want to give me it based off that, cool, let's rock and roll. So they get it, they enter in their phone. You know, client wants to change master bathroom toilet to a bidet toilet with a heated toilet seat. Okay. Need to add an outlet, need to check and make sure the remote goes on, need to select the toilet, need these answers as soon as possible because we are ready to go. Right. You know, but then I go, he may not know the other toilets sitting in storage because we ordered that six months ago. Mm-hmm. So now we're paying for two toilets. So mm-hmm. he doesn't know that cost. Got to get a dedicated circuit there. It might have drywall, might have insulation in, might be painted. So we have all these extra costs. Well, what is it going to cost to cut the drywall, add in the new baseboard, repaint it? Right. These are all ancillary costs. So we literally have a statement that goes out. And the minute that that changer is created, it's released to the client as a $0 amount on it. 
in the description, it says, this is what I told the client, told the mm -hmm. client it'd be about a thousand to 5,000, but I wasn't sure. Right. And then automatically entered in the text, just when they create a change order in the description, it's got a, I don't know, a footnote down below that says all change orders typically have a cost associated with them. However, those costs can be a combination of a number of different subcontractors, selections, and site constraints. Costs will not be immediately assigned to a change order. Change orders are created as a change to the contract and plans. All costs associated will be billed and billed accordingly to the final scope of work. Please note any change orders work requested by homeowner directly to a subcontractor on a job site without the involvement of a project manager may result in an approved change order and a direct bill, as well as added time to the job. So it's just an automatic caveat put in there, right? And a lot of our point of putting that in is we really don't know. Right. We don't know the ancillary effects and the timeline this is going to take to get there. Right. And if you're going to communicate that not to one of my team on staff, but a subcontractor, mm -hmm. you may get billed for it. Yeah. Deal with it. You know, so anyhow. I think what I don't think I know everything you just said, could that be in a conversation before a hole is even dug in the ground? Yeah, I, I think it could. But again, I don't I don't think you quite comprehend it until you're there of like, I don't, I bet I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong in saying that. Yeah, because I think I, I'm I'm looking at past experiences with clients, and them specifically saying, "Well, shit, I didn't know a change order was that serious." Yeah, and, yeah. But then you're breaking it down to them right when it's like, okay, now True. you got to come up with another fifteen thousand dollars to cover X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and this yeah, and right. this and this and this and this, and they're like, what? Okay, fine, fine. We'll just do it. It's, yeah. it's fine, baby, baby. It's fine. We'll just make this happen. <laughs> yeah, it'll be part, good. <laughs> part of me goes though. Do you really want to like instill fear of them up front of making change orders? No, because no. I think I don't want to make it sound like man, we hate change orders. They slow no. down construction. They cost you a bunch of money. No, you know we here's we just had a live example of a client that early on uh, we got back to her, her electrical plans. And I looked at the markup from the electrician. I was like, there's too many can lights in the house. There's too many. Uh-uh. Yeah. Nope. Change it. Get rid of half of them. Mm -hmm. And then my project manager walked the job with the client, the electrician. They've said, no, we think they all need to be in here. So put them in. They approved it. Client approved it. Put them all in. Hung them all up. All the cans are in place. Finished out the electrical. Put in the insulation. Put up the drywall. Then what happened? Too many damn cans. Too many cans. The house. <laughs> client too many cans. stopped construction. Right. Too many cans we got to fix it right. not only was it oh it won't be that hard let's just pull down every other can then it was also yeah but i don't like that these turn on with those so i want to mm -hmm. add in this circuit and change out that mm -hmm. it ended up being a, about a 10 to fifteen thousand dollar change order <sighs> had to pull down all the drywall pull down all the insulation re rip out all the cans wow. rewire all the cans because now we've got them all going to different locations different switches right you know, and it's like, man, I just, you know? Yeah, I see your point. It's just one of those things that I go, and at the end of the day, like, I, I don't care. I have no problem at all doing that. Right. My my project manager is like, does she have any idea how much cost she's right. doing this? Right. You know, like, just remove a light bulb and don't turn it on. Right. You know, like, that's yeah. a project manager's fix. Mm -hmm. You know, but at the end of the day, I, I, I still look at that and go, I don't, I don't want to force the client to just live with it. You know, and unfortunately, it sucks that, she didn't see it until it was too late. Until it was too late. I applaud my team for going in and getting checks and balances all along the way. Absolutely. We laid it out on plans. Yep. 
We walked it before we put them up. Yep. We put them up and walked it again. We've got those in daily logs. We've got those in signatures. Yep. Hey, client doesn't like it. Let's make the change. It's very well documented in change orders. I mean, my, my team did a fabulous job. No one can be mad. Can't be. You know, so. Can't be. Even client. Can't, yeah. Client can't no, be mad no. either. Like, did everything you were yeah. supposed to do. I mean, they can go, I'm an idiot. You know, it <laughs> sucks. And I don't mean that, like, negatively to a client. Like, right. We've all been like, I'm an idiot. Oh. I should, but I'm willing to pay for it because I want it. And at the end of the day, that's what we care. The client knows what they're paying for right. and they're getting what they want. Right. That's really what we care about. So change orders, they're, they are a tricky ordeal. Selections are tricky. The details are hard. But to your point, I think you're 100% right. The right process, notifying and, and keeping the client educated as long as you go along the way. And, and I'll, I will fall back to building the right team. Have all, a all good day. contractor, a all good day. project manager, yep. an interior designer. Absolutely. Guiding the client the right way. Team. I'm mean, gonna I, I say it time after time. After you gotta time have a team. You gotta have the right team. And I can tell you right now, the contractor that's sitting there on the site, saying we will design that as we go, Oof. it's going to kill you. And I've watched it. <laughs> I've watched so many people hire a contractor that he's artistic. Mm-hmm. He's good. He's been around forever. Mm-hmm. And then they're designing as they go, and the stairwell, you know, the fireplace, the accent wall takes 13 months to complete and then the client goes well yeah i mean but to be fair to him we made changes and no no you didn't have the right team absolutely your contractor did not put the right team in front of you and quite frankly screwed it up frankly correct (laughs) correct all right man i think that was uh another great answer all right another great answer all right man this is amazing discussion right now i'm like stupid into it so i think what we should probably do is just make this a part two yeah man you know you know me you get me talking i'm gonna keep going so if we're hitting a time let's start a a part two